Welcome to South Sound Connected, a podcast where we'll talk to the people behind the wheel and discover how transit connects us all to life here in the 253. Welcome aboard. Let's go for a ride. Starting to shift DOC briefing here in a few minutes, and that includes an activity for the DOC staff. We'll do our 7.30 start shift morning briefing in a few minutes. Thank you. The Pierce County Emergency Operations Center, or EOC, looks a bit like mission control. Large screens mounted around the room feature local and national news feeds, as well as current weather, closed-circuit TV footage, and schedules for the day. Representatives from many local agencies are stationed in pods according to the role they play during an activation. I'm here today to provide public information officer support in the Joint Information Center for a high-profile trial event. Pierce Transit's EOC is a little smaller but looks very similar and serves the same function, to provide a central command and control facility responsible for carrying out emergency management and to ensure continuity of operations. How does Pierce Transit's work during an emergency dovetail with what Pierce County is doing in the same situation. We'll find out a bit more about that in today's episode. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 22. My name is Penny Grellier and I appreciate you tuning in. Today on South Sound Connected, we're going to talk with Rodney Chandler, Pierce Transit's Emergency Management Administrator. As we move into autumn and the inclement weather that accompanies it, Pierce Transit pivots to storm response, snow plans, and special service to make sure that transit stays on the road as long as it's safe to do so. Today, we'll learn about our partnership in preparedness with Pierce County and about how Pierce Transit steps in to help provide transportation in a variety of unusual situations. So welcome, Rod. Hi, Penny. Hi, can you please tell our listeners a little bit about your role with Pierce Transit? Sure can. So here at Pierce Transit, I'm the Emergency Management Administrator. So that means I develop and review and edit all of our emergency plans. And on the topic today, I also do our inclement weather response plan every year. So really, I create the plans, exercise the plans, and make sure everybody knows about the plans. Okay, so for our listeners who aren't familiar with an emergency operations center at a transit agency, can you summarize what goes on when our EOC is activated? Sure, here at Pierce Transit, when our EOC is activated, it becomes the focal point of all agency activities. So really the EOC becomes the operational control for all departments and divisions inside Pierce Transit, so we can respond effectively with all of our partner divisions and departments to make sure operations still runs and we can provide the bus service to the people in Pierce County. Okay, so along those same lines, how does Pierce Transit decide when to activate the EOC and can you give us maybe some kinds of events that trigger that activation? Sure, we have some set activations for the EOC. For instance, when we're watching the weather and we know snow is coming into the region, which may affect bus operations, 
Well, we usually decide 24 to 48 hours in advance when we're going to activate the EOC. Another automatic trigger for an EOC event is like, for instance, lost passengers. So if we have a lost passenger, we automatically activate the EOC um, to make sure we find that lost passenger as soon as mm -hmm. possible. And really any other events. So if, if sometimes like if the county activates their, their EOC in a big enough event, we will go ahead and activate our EOC as well because we know we are probably gonna get resource requests from the Pierce County EOC. To learn a little bit more about Pierce Transit's partnership with Pierce County, I spoke with Amy Gillespie, the Deputy Director of Pierce County Emergency Management. She explained the value of having Pierce Transit on the county EOC team. Yeah, Pierce Transit is one of our most valued team members when we operate our emergency operations center. The expertise that the members from Pierce Transit bring to our emergency operations center includes helping us with transportation planning. They understand all of the transportation routes throughout Pierce County and really can help us guide that. They also have resources they can make available us to support when we open shelters, when we have family assistance centers, um, or even if we just need a place to have people leave the um, elements outside and warm them up in a bus. And so their expertise is so valuable to us when we activate and so valuable to all of our different departments that are in the Emergency Operations Center. Let's hear more from Rod about how Pierce Transit employees fill their EOC rules. The emergency operations at Pierce Transit involves representatives from almost every team at the agency. Uh, can you describe some of the tasks that these team members manage in the EOC that might be different from their everyday tasks? Sure can. So, for instance, my operations team in the EOC, you know, I use one of the assistant transportation managers and I use one of our trainers. So this is not something they do every day, obviously, but when they come into the EOC, they fulfill my operations role and really are the drivers behind um, getting all the tasks and all the what objectives out in the goals. So they become the operations problem solvers for the agency, even though, for instance, like the trainer isn't involved in operations on a daily basis at all. Mm -hmm. When a storm or emergency happens, Pierce Transit obviously isn't the only agency affected. In fact, if you live in this area, you know that snow can bring everything to a standstill. So what happens across Pierce County uh, when something like that happens? And how are we a part of that larger response? Sure, so when a storm or emergency occurs, we're definitely not the only ones affected. But Pierce Transit is an active member in the Department of Emergency Management. We hold a seat on the Regional Coordinating Council and any time the county sees an emergency or a storm gonna happen, they get all the stakeholders together and we start having daily briefings and we go over what other actions every other agency in Pierce County is going to take. So we're a part of the Pierce County Comprehensive Emergency Management Plan. So we know we're gonna get called 
when there's a storm or emergency that's going to occur, we're we're wired very tightly with um, Pierce County DEM. We have a direct line to the duty officer, so we know we're going to be part of the larger response because we are the county's transportation provider. It's no coincidence that the Pierce County and Pierce Transit EOCs are similar in design and function. They follow a National Incident Command System, or ICS, standard. Amy explains. Yeah, we use a standard organizational structure, which is the Incident Command System. So we organize the same way every time we um, operate our Emergency Operations Center. Um, that really ensures that our staff are well-trained and all of the agencies that come in, such as Sound or Pierce Transit, come in to support us in that. Um, one of the differences, though, is that we can be um, activated for a pre-planned event. So that could be a festival, that could be something that been, has had plans in place for a while. And then like inclement weather, we can have to activate very quickly. Mm -hmm. And so that's probably the only difference in the activations. Rod offered some examples of the transportation expertise that Amy mentioned as we saw it put into play during our last snow event in 2022. So what are some of the most creative solutions that you or a team member has come up with in the Pierce Transit EOC during an activation that was done to ensure that transit service could continue? Sure. So one of the things I think most creative that we have done in the EOC is when we know the storm's coming, we've already pre-planned which buses are gonna go out by block number, even including sound transit. And we try and for the most part do send every route out there with buses that are fixed with auto chains. So we mm -hmm. don't have to chain up vehicles in the field. It saves our maintenance team less time to having to chain up or not chain up in the field. And another creative solution we came up with um, was for snow removal, right? When we had a really long snow event, we needed snow removal. So, you know, we contacted our finance team who's part of our ICS process and they were able to get quickly declare an emergency and get us a snow removal company to start helping us clear the transit centers and the platform so we could continue to move passengers safely in the snow. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that folks who maybe aren't regular bus riders, they don't realize that it's not just preparation of the vehicles uh, when it snows, but the simple act of boarding and deboarding a bus can prove challenging when you've got mounds of slush or packed snow and ice at the side of the road or at a bus stop. Um, and so that snow clearing is is one of the big important pieces, especially at a transit center where a lot of passengers and staff are going to be back and forth trying to get on and off buses and, and so forth. So that's, that's great to point that out. Um, it's often the journey to the bus stop by the transit center that is half of the challenge. That is correct. So, Rod, what led you into a career in emergency management and response? Well, here at Pierce Transit, uh, I first want to say, I'm proud to say I started out as an operator. 
I was one of the coach operators driving our passengers safely throughout King and Pierce County. Um, and then I became a service supervisor. And then, you know, that's when the agency recognized that my previous career, I spent 25 years in emergency medical response in mm -hmm. the ambulance business. So it was a kind of a natural fit for them to say, hey, Rod, could you help us with this? And so that's really when I started helping Pierce Transit with their emergency response and their plans um, to get more involved. And then it, it, you know, it led to the current position I'm in, uh, Pierce Transit recognized they needed an emergency management professional. And here I was already a service supervisor and a coach operator on hand for Pierce Transit. So really that's why I got back into the emergency management and response because I had spent 25 years in emergency medical services prior to me coming to Pierce Transit. Okay. And this is this is a great tie-in to episodes that I've recorded in the past. Several of the people that I've spoken to um, started out as operators and kind of married that with other life or career experiences to, to get where they are today. So that's great to hear about your path and how it's almost like the agency recognizing a skill set you know, created something that would become a, a critical part of operation. So thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. What do you think is the most challenging aspect of working at the EOC during events? And also what's the most enjoyable? The most challenging aspect of working in an EOC event is getting service back to normal operations because there's always so many variables that may impact us in the EOC getting all service back to normal operations. As you know, there's different, you know, elevations here in Pierce County and King County. So we could have a bus on snow route, um, just one coach out of all our coaches on snow route. And, but we can't deactivate the EOC yet. We still have to keep running because that last coach is still on snow route. So that mm -hmm. is for me, most challenging is getting everybody back to normal operations because when you activate the EOC, we immediately start thinking about how we're going to end this event and make sure we get operations back to normal. That is definitely the most challenging. What's mm -hmm. the most enjoyable for me, Penny, is solving the problem, working with a fantastic group of people to make sure not only our operators are safe, but our passengers are safe. You know, working with the team that I have is just, it, it's just one of the most enjoyable things that I do here at Pierce Transit is working with a fantastic group of people, including your team, Penny. Re you and Rebecca and Alex and Kelly are just fantastic to work with. That is really the most enjoyable thing for me when we activate the EOC is working with just a great group of people. Well, thank you for those kudos for the communications team. I think um, it's quite something um, to have that activation uh, happen and then to suddenly see all of these folks that you may not work with normally on a daily basis all jump in 
sleeves rolled up, ready to go uh, and do whatever is necessary. So I totally agree with you there that um, that's quite something to see kind of on the fly and then having a system in place that everyone can just jump right into and get things done is, is great. So one of the things that this podcast aims to do is um, give, a, give insight into possible careers that are available to folks in the transit uh, agency and industry in general. So if someone's listening to this episode and they're interested in exploring a career in emergency management, what three skills would you recommend they develop? Well, if it, we're talking about uh, for us here at Pierce Transit, Penny, one of the things I would say is anybody in the agency is more than welcome to come shadow me and what I do on a daily basis. You know, I, I'll allow them into the emergency operations center so they can see. And really, another skill set that they need to learn, they have to learn the incident um, management system, NIMS, mm-hmm. and, and start taking those ICS classes. So. The first skills I would say is learn 100, 200, and 700, because when we activate the EOC, we use all three of those ICS disciplines um, to manage our event or manage our incident. So I don't know if that was three, but definitely the way to learn about it is to actual just shadow and and see how it works, right? Come on in Mm -hmm. there, come on in and see what we do. And I think that could definitely generate a lot of interest in someone who wants to start a career. Okay. And the the ICS classes you mentioned, I think those are available online. Isn't that right? Some are. Yep. So what what you do is type in FEMA ICS courses. They would take you right to the FEMA site. You have to register with FEMA first to get a Mm -hmm. student ID number. But once you have that student ID number, there's a whole library, you know, hundreds and hundreds of classes available to anybody um, at no charge to start getting the groundwork for a good emergency management career. Mm-hmm. I remember um, many years ago when I took my first class uh, in, in ICS, uh, the instructor told us um, we were learning it for the job that I had at the time. and um, the instructor said, you know, this is actually a very helpful training for a lot of different things in life. You can even use ICS structure if you're planning your wedding, for example, which at the time seemed hilarious. But once you go through the course, you're like, okay, I see how that could that could apply. <laughs> That's right, because it helps you control all the different activities going on. And mm-hmm. it really makes you disciplined on who does what and really compartmentalize those duties right and report up to the one EOC manager so yeah I agree with you that's a great analogy (laughs) so well we've come to the end of another episode and I want to thank you Rod uh, for explaining the EOC response and giving us all insight into the work that you and the team does to make transit service happen and I'm also crossing my fingers that we don't get an ice storm this winter for your sake and everyone's sake. Well, we're, we've been getting snow almost every year, but for my good friend Lori Langlois' sake, no snow is what okay. she always says. So. <laughs> that's right. Well, we'll be prepared even, even if we do. So that's good to know. Yep. All right. Thank you, Rod. Anytime. Next time on South Sound Connected, 
we'll take a look at another aspect of Pierce Transit service and community support. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share the podcast link with your friends and be sure to subscribe. And check out piercetransit.org for the latest in services, trip planning, and agency news. Thanks for listening.